Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on today's podcast. I thought I'd do a little something different with the pie. I usually don't even really do guests on the pie, but I was sitting there going... Man, there's a lot of interesting voices out there to talk about the Cubs. And one of those guys is is Michael Bowling. And I don't know if you even know who Michael Bowling is, but I wanted to introduce him to you. Michael does a lot of social stuff for the Cubs. He works at Stadium. That's where he and I met. He also like had a really good high school and college career in the area. So I wanted to pick his brain because he loves the Cubs. Like even as we were talking on Zoom, like he was rocking, I think that was like the 1913 Cubs logo shirt. And we had a good time talking about this team getting off to a great start and having the best win percentage in the game right now. So take a listen. I think you'll enjoy it. This is Michael Bowling with me on Loho Daily talking about them Cubs. Well, this is a great start for the Cubs, huh? Unbelievable, man. I, I I really expected them to be good. I didn't know that they would be this good this soon, just given everything that's been going on. But it's just been a treat to see these guys playing with so much passion and, and just, like, happiness. They just, like, genuinely love to be out there. And they're killing it, man. It's great. What's the thing that you're most delighted by as a Cubs fan? I think the narrative in the offseason was we were only going to be able to count on Kyle Hendricks and you Darvish and getting to see the starting pitching be the like the catalyst in this this you know fast start has been awesome. You know, John Lester has kind of taken that step back as now the elder statesman who doesn't have the velocity anymore and throwing more changeups, throwing more cutters and and still getting guys out. So he's through that little transformation and Tyler Chatwood has been throwing lots of strikes and not walking guys, and he's been a delight to see. So the starting pitching is really what's made my eyes go like, man, this is this is something special. You're right about Lester. I was actually joking about it on the air that he's doing the old man thing. He's doing mm-hmm. the, look, maybe, maybe I can't beat you with velocity anymore, but I'm going to beat you with all sorts of other stuff. And then if I have to elevate a fastball, I can get it up and in on you and, and get you out of what you want to do with the plate. Yeah, it's it's really great to see because, you know, as we know, John Lester, he's tough, rugged. He's got all the accolades and accomplishments and rings. And it's it's got to be kind of hard for a guy like that to say, all right, I don't have the velocity I have anymore, but I do want to be effective. You know, he said in spring training, he still wants to be the guy that is counted on every fifth day to take the ball and take the game deep into the seventh inning. So I think he's proved that, you know, he's made an adjustment. I think having David Ross as the manager helps because on those days where he's, you know, feeling angry or things aren't working, you know, he's got his guy there to say, Hey, we know how to get you out of that. 
we know what, you know, we know what we need to do to get you back on track and settle in. And it's been really, really great to see John Lester pitch so effectively, you know, in the back half of this contract here with the Cubs. I'm glad that you brought up the, the other guys in the rotation too, because I feel like Alec Mills, I love watching him pitch because he's, he's not the same as Hendricks, but there is similarities where mm. this is a guy that is only throwing 91 but he's got that sweeping 66 mile per hour curveball that I imagine, and you you played baseball pretty seriously. I imagine that that differential between a fastball and a curveball makes pitch makes hitters very uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I mean, and it it's a mental game too. You know, you're seeing 96, 97 from Darvish, and then you got to turn around and face Alec Mills, who's throwing. 89 with a 67 mile an hour curveball you're thinking to yourself in the box like why am I not hitting this and the answer is he's got great location he's got great off speed with movement or fastballs with movement off speed that he can throw pinpoint accuracy so it's basically like you have to find the perfect pitch in the sequence and you're only going to get one shot to hit it as a hitter you're just racking your brain like you know Kyle Hendricks for example 89 mile an hour fastball that looks like it's 97 because the changeup's moving this way and the fastball's moving that way you just don't know what's coming. So it's really impressive. I think Mills showed, you know, in previous seasons that he can be effective. And now that he's getting a shot with Quintana hurt, I think they're going to have a, a pretty decent discussion to, to have maybe a six man rotation because he's going pretty well. And I don't think you want to take the ball away from him. Yeah. I don't think you want to do that either. I keep wondering if Quintana might be an answer to some of the Cubs bullpen issues. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, That's, that's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but I think he could help you know, maybe they piggyback those guys. You know, we've seen that kind of frequently um, in, I guess, the new age of baseball. But um, yeah, I think Quintana has a lot of versatility. You know, if we're in a situation where Chatwood gives up a few runs in the first inning, you can rely on a guy like Quintana to eat innings. And if, you know, you want to do a six-man rotation that gives these guys an extra day of rest, because I think at the end of the season, whoever's got the most healthy and strong arms are going to be the ones that prevail once it gets to playoff time. What have you thought about the the David Ross managerial experience so far? I love Rossi, man. I, I've tweeted right when they were, you know, rumors were swirling that he might get the job. You know, I think a lot of people fell in love with the Grandpa Rossi thing. And I remember David Ross playing with the Reds and the Dodgers being this, like, tough SOB who wasn't going to take any crap. And I'm like, I think we're going to see a lot of that in his managerial, you know, experience or in his managerial style because you can't really turn that off. You know, people didn't really notice who he was until he did hit the home run in game seven. And, you know, then he did Dancing with the Stars. He was on ESPN and he kind of became this personality. But to his core, he's a competitor. And I think that he has a lot of respect for those guys from those guys in the clubhouse. And he's just so personable. Like you want a guy like that in your corner. And I think he's done a great job. We saw him take the ball from Kimbrell in one of those games, which I thought was a huge step for him in his managerial, you know, start of his career because it's hard to take the ball from a guy who's got 300 plus saves and potentially might have a hall hall of fame trajectory and he's like listen man you're not doing your job we gotta you know limit the damage and i think he's made a good name for himself in these first i guess three weeks of baseball yeah you have him you have two instances where one you have him taking the ball from lester while lester's throwing a no hitter Mm -hmm. and then you have him being like i'm not going to allow kimbrell to lose this game for, for for the Cubs in another and you're right like the 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 this the stereotype of oh he's grandpa Ross he's fun no like no yeah. like that is 
This dude is serious, man. He takes the game very seriously. And I, I've been joking with everyone how much I've, I've read his book. Have you read the book? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in the book. Like yeah. it, it lets you it, it lets you know what he's about and what he's been about for a really long time. So I feel as if Jason Hayward had said something to me. I don't know if he mentioned it to you because I know that you talked with him as well. He said that Joe Madden was the right manager for them at that time. And now David Ross, like his style is perfect for where these guys are at on their like career trajectories now. Yeah, and, and I couldn't agree more. You know, I love Joe, and I think he takes an unfortunate amount of flack in, in hindsight. But, you know, he, he made some decisions that, you know, were head scratchers, but everybody does. And I think David Ross is like the perfect uh, a perfect opposite to what Joe Madden was. You know, I think Joe Madden's more of a loose, like, you know, if we don't want to hit today, we don't need to hit. You know, you guys can go out there and do your thing, have your time. And, and I think David Ross is more like, hey, we're going to trot the same sort of lineup out there every day. We're going to take batting practice every day. We're going to have this like structure and schedule. And and I think these guys needed that because for a few years, it felt like, you know, they were kind of just tossing their hats out there. Now it's like everybody's charged up, man. You can see in the dugout, they're cheering and, and they're, they, they use the mantra that they want to create their own energy without fans. And I think that's a direct, you know, reflection of what David Ross has been able to accomplish in, in just a short time. It sounds like a, a college softball game. Their, yeah, their dugout does. does. Yeah, and, and the cool thing is now you can hear the chirping back and forth. We had the skirmish with the Brewers because they could hear each other. I heard, you know, I had a friend that was on one of the rooftops. And he said they could hear him talking from across the street. So if you're on the field, you're hearing everything. And, you know, I kind of love that. And I think a lot of the let the kids play is, you know, just a hashtag and it's cute and it's fun. But they really are kids. They're playing a kid's game and you should be happy for your teammates. You shouldn't go through the motions. You are, you know, blessed to have the talent you have and play for millions of dollars. So why not have fun with it? I, I think it's great. What do you think needs to happen if this team is going to stay competitive for the rest of the season? I think the most important thing is shoring up the back end. I think we got to get Kimbrell right. I do believe that it's more of a mechanical issue than he's just, you know, not good anymore. You know, you don't accidentally get, you know, earn 300 saves. He's the quickest person to get 300. So. And he's throwing 97. So it's not like it's a V like he got some of his velo back like that. That was something that you worried about. It, it feels like he doesn't have great command of the off speed stuff or great mm -hmm. confidence in it. Because he mm -hmm. he's he's gonna need to use his curveball to to set up, and that it the fastball isn't riding. You know what I right. mean? Like that's mm -hmm. the biggest problem. Ninety seven flat fastball, almost every major league hitter can hit that. One hundred percent, and I think that's one of the reasons why he was so effective when he was in Boston and in San Diego and and wherever he's he's been because he's a smaller guy, and that fastball rides up, and it's really hard to hit a rising fastball. It's hard enough to hit a regular fastball, but has had so much life. So I think it's a mechanical issue. I think, you know, our pitching coaches and Rossi, they, they see all those things. They're going to put him to work. And, and I think if he can sure that up where we're not worried about the ninth inning, we're going to be solid because, you know, we got guys like Rowan Wick and Kyle Ryan who are good, but if they're being overused and overextended, you start to see fastballs flatten out and the sliders not sliding or they're getting left over the plate. And that's when you get hurt with home runs. So, 
we can get that short up, I think that they're going to be right in the middle of it. And with 16 teams making the playoffs, I, I don't want to say they're in already because baseball is crazy, but it's going to be really hard for the rest of the NL Central to make up for five, five and a half games as we get down the stretch. Has this been fun for you? Because this is a bizarre baseball season. It's the strangest one that any either one of us is, has had to deal with. So where do you find the fun in this 2020 season? I find the fun in the ways, the way the guys are interacting with each other. Like everybody played in front of no fans for the majority of their baseball careers. So they know what it feels like to be playing in an empty stadium. Cause you go to showcases and you go to these tournaments where there's nobody there and you're paying, you know, five games in a weekend and you may not have anyone that's a fan outside of your parents. So seeing them band together and, and have fun and still have the little, you know, the joy that you, you have when you take the field and, cheering on your teammates, all that stuff has been really cool for me because for a lot of, I guess I would say non-baseball fans, you'd probably say like, these guys are just up there taking their bats. The pitchers are pitching. They go home after nine innings and that's it. And then you do it again tomorrow. Like every single pitch feels like it's individual game this year. And everybody's trying to get their best, get the best out of each other for this common goal. I loved Rossi's comment about if they're handing out a trophy, we want it. Like, why not? You see Damn how right. the Mar- you know, you know the Marlins had their situation, but they're winning. They're, you know, they're at the top of the NL East right now, and it's like you don't know what the hell is going to happen in a sixty-game season. You might as well put your best foot forward because there will be a trophy at the end. And I'm, I'm with Rossi. I wanted to come back here to Chicago. 